Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. We are back for a special edition. This is Bourbon on a Budget. It's not Bourbon on a Budget tonight, though. Uh, We are back for a special edition episode, dropping this unannounced. It is St. Patrick's Day. Well, it will be when you you listen to this anyway. Uh, We've all got our green on. Myself, TJ Pittenger, Brendan Sinone, and Ben Cock. Gentlemen, how are you feeling tonight? Today, I will not be known as Brendan Sinone. We're going to drop the Sinone, the Italian last name. I am Brendan Kane. Irish. Half Irish. Does that work? <laughs> hey, real quick, before we go any further, I want to sing you guys a song to, to celebrate my half Irish ancestry on St. Patrick's Day. Yep, here we go. Just like five seconds. Be over real quick. Chill out. As long as it's not a turkey gobble. <laughs> As I put on my morning attire, take my buttonflies out of the dryer. Next thing I know, I'm a lucky man of means. I found 10 bucks in the pocket of my jeans. And some Jameson, too. That's what we're going to drink today. That was an old that- Bennigan's commercial. Y'all don't remember that? That's high school, son. You're old. High school. Oh, my you're, gosh. You're really old. Legitimately like a year older than you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the cutoff, was whatever age you are. We are not. Um St. Patrick's Day. Ben, hopefully you don't have a song, but how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I have zero experience in Irish whiskey, and uh, I'm a wee bit intrigued. A wee, oh. a wee, a wee bit intrigued. <laughs> you see what I did there? Bad Irish. Yes. I, we heard what you did there. Okay. Um, all right, so some Irish whiskeys tonight. We've not got not only the Jameson in my little, um, you know, flask size, but... We've got something else exciting that we're going to talk about and drink later. Um, but before we get into that, go follow us on social media. Check us out. Bourbon on a Budget. You can search it everywhere. If you are on Instagram or Twitter, it is at Bourbon Budget. Uh, we've gotten some fun interaction on there from some different distilleries, some some rather large distilleries, whether that be Wild Turkey or Mictors or Buffalo Trace, just whatever. We've gotten some fun interaction. We're having a great time with the people that are uh, – interact just you know the casual fans that enjoy tagging us and what they're drinking on most nights um we're having why don't, a lot you, why don't you pick up that name you just dropped there tj <laughs> <laughs> i thought if i just stared at him like that would be good um, yeah, and, and then the moment of horror that i realized was oh god if he's quiet it's just gonna stay at me this entire time yeah the video stays so like if if you um haven't lived through the last year of 2020 like zoom focuses on the you know, person that stops talking. So like, I just left it on Brendan. So for the folks on YouTube, you'll, you'll enjoy getting to stare at him for the folks, you know, listening on podcasts. Hopefully you were listening on like double speed so that the pause was shorter, but anyway, having a good time on social media, we've given away a couple of bottles and may have some more things coming soon. So stay tuned. Uh, but Irish night, Brendan is half Irish. So I'm half excited for this. Um, Brendan, tell us a little bit about the history of Irish whiskey before we start drinking. 
All right, so I got Jameson in my glass right now. Uh, I'm not drinking it just yet, but I'm, I am nosing it. And we picked Jameson because it is a quintessential Irish whiskey. Uh, you guys don't have a ton of experience with Irish whiskey, correct? Not neither of you. Um, correct, so, correct. All right, all right. So done several picklebacks. That's about yeah, it. it. Sounds disgusting. Um, and also allegedly like began in Tallahassee, which would make sense. Tallahassee. A lot of things originate in Tallahassee. Um, Why bombs, picklebacks. Yeah, mostly uh, alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say some sort of STD, <laughs> but uh, oh. too soon for the COVID jokes, I think. Uh, <laughs> STD jokes are fine, but COVID jokes we can't make quite I yet. I mean, <laughs> pot belly is all I'm going to say. Uh, unless they want to sponsor us in that case. Yeah. Cheers. All right. So Irish whiskey. Uh, you guys are kind of pooping on it a little bit here. I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I feel like you just are kind of ignorant to what the world of Irish whiskey can be. Now it's, it's a little straight and narrow, uh, kind of like how bourbon is where, you know, we've, we've done these bourbon reviews uh, so far and almost always vanilla, caramel, uh, cherry, like these prominent flavors that are evident in bourbon. Uh, there's going to be similar kind of prominent flavors in Irish whiskey. Uh, but I do think bourbon goes into a lot more layers and in depth and, uh, richness than an Irish whiskey typically typically does, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with Irish whiskey. It is actually really, really cool. It's got a really cool history. Uh, it originated back like almost as early, I think it's like the 1400s uh, is where some of, some of like the early documentations of Irish whiskey begin to uh, show up uh, in the 1600s becomes more popular. And by the eight, early 1800s, it was the most popular drink, I think in all of Europe. It, definitely overtaken scotch uh it was like right up there number one uh people loved it and then you know there was a few things that happened uh irish civil war uh so, some other type of war stuff going on and, and this little thing called prohibition in the united states people in the united states uh loved irish whiskey i think it was the, probably the second most popular drink in the united states in that time so uh, as all those things kind of happened in the 1800s it went from being one of the most popular drinks in the world to basically just dying like there were went from like 28 to 30 distilleries in ireland uh according to wikipedia wikipedia uh it went down to uh three irish whiskey distilleries in the late 1800s uh no sorry by the 1960s so uh, it just kept slowly dying and dying um eventually in the like 1990s 1980s uh, jameson which we're going to drink here uh really kind of took over as like a well-marketed whiskey, a budget whiskey, and it caught on in a lot of bars. People liked it. They didn't love it, but it really helped Ireland and Irish whiskeys kind of stay alive into where we know it today, where they have about 28 to 30 distilleries now back in Ireland. So kind of a crazy history where it went from being at the peak of its game in the 1800s to in about 200 years being almost non-existent to now being relevant again. So we've come full circle and like everything, it ebbs and flows. And now it is something that people want to get back into, but we are starting with everyone's, I'd say the Irish whiskey that most people are familiar with, um, right? Everyone's taking a shot of Jameson or had Jameson in something. Um, like you said, it's in that budget brand. I think this uh, three, seven, oh, this is a 200 milliliter. I think it was like nine bucks. So pretty cheap. Uh, I think you get like a handle for like 30 bucks. So 
not super expensive. I, I got this giant thing. It's 1.75 liters. Is that even a, is that a handle? That might even be yes. bigger. I got this for my, oh, it is a handle. Yeah. It was like $30. I think even like less than that at, at Costco for my wedding a couple of years ago. Yeah. So pretty inexpensive. Um, like you said, very budget, very much fits the show. The one we're going to do next probably doesn't. Um, but Brendan, you've got the experience here. Talk to us about this. We're not going to rake the Jameson. Maybe we'll do that another, maybe we'll do that next St. Patrick's Day. But talk to us a little bit about the nose, what you're taking away from it. Let's talk about the tip. Let's go through our ratings, but we're not necessarily assigning a number to this. Mm-hmm. We just want to get kind of acquainted with this Irish whiskey. Uh, I've been nosing it a little bit, but I'm going to drink while you talk. All right. So, yeah, I took my first sip a minute ago. Uh, and it basically reminds me of the first time I had Jameson. It, it's nothing fancy doesn't really change over time it's super basic and there's something comforting to that because you know you go to a bar if there's not a great selection there i will often do this i'll like look up be like all right they got jameson that's fine jameson neat is gonna do me right for the evening it's gonna be like five dollars like it so on the nose this is gonna be really again quintessential irish shortbread cookie like shortbread cookie is what people what they a lot of time they associate with with irish whiskey uh shortbread cookie. So Ben, I'm going to throw this to you because you were trying to place it. Is that what you were getting earlier before you started drinking it? Or is that kind of in the realm of it a little bit for you? Yeah, I can certainly see where a uh, shortbread cookie would make sense. I also get a lot of uh, like on the top, top of the nose, like a lot of like interesting sour notes, similar to like a uh, really off the wall here, like a, a racquetball or a tennis ball, like brand new. I could see that there is a, like, some of these, like, toys have, like, a weird vanilla smell to them sometimes. It's not quite vanilla. It's, like, a manufactured vanilla. And uh, I, Jameson has a weird metallicness to it, which is, uh, so you guys know, I, I think they'd use both grain uh, and they'll use malted uh, barley and unmalted barley. And so it, it's a blend. And that's probably, Ben, what you're getting. It's kind of that weird uh, metallic-y, rubbery kind of nose a little bit, too, which not super pleasant i know to talk about i definitely get the shortbread cookie mm. no I'm, <laughs> shortbread cookie mixed with tennis ball has with to be the best <laughs> has to be the best thing i've ever heard it's super off the wall i just have no experience with this i'm not i'm, com- I'm coming at it so blind my palate is, is very terrible in this <laughs> yeah so i definitely get some of that cookie um let me take the glass and out from in front of the mic um but definitely get some of that shortbread cookie get some of that kind of like funkiness that ben's talking about all right taste what are we tasting here brennan same thing with the with the shortbread i get that for sure they get that metallic note almost tastes like a diet diet coke kind of at the end like the aftertaste like the aftertaste on this isn't great i know we're making it not sound great it's pretty pleasant and, and normal but there is this little bite the sharpness to it at the end uh with the finish of but I'm getting some fruity notes as well. I don't know if it's like a pineapple or like a mango, but, but whereas like bourbon has those dark uh, apple, cherry, red apple, uh, cherry kind of notes. This to me, Irish usually is going to have more tropical fruit. And that's kind of in the realm of what we're starting to open up here. Uh, you guys will soon taste ones that I think will be far more pronounced with the tropical fruit and the complexity, but, but this gets a little bit of that on there. What are you thinking, Ben? Yeah, I would say this is, a lot more pleasant on the palate than I was expecting based on the nose. Um, very smooth drink, easy to drink. I hate the word smooth, um, but it's, it's certainly an easy drinker. It doesn't feel like high proof. I would probably guess this is around like 85. I would say sub 90. 
It's um, 80. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so it's, it's easy to drink. It's not, um, like I said, the, the palate's way easier than the nose, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's light, right? So maybe that's a good word for for it. It's very, like Ben said, it's very easy to drink, probably because we've been drinking stuff that's like 195 and 90 all over the place. Um, but very, very easy to drink. Very, it's light. You know, the taste always bleeds over into the finish. But yeah, I get some of that. It's got like a weird aftertaste-ish um like a weird hang around for the finish um not a lot of spice or anything in it you know so brendan do you have any other thoughts on the finish itself it, it is weird it's a weird finish it's probably the least pleasant part of it uh like ben said it's just pleasant it's it's smooth it, it is it's very easy going uh if someone were to offer you a pour of this in a bar like would you guys turn it down like i don't think it's it's bad by any means especially at the price like it's just kind of uh, ben you compared when you were sniffing earlier didn't you say it was like like uh what was it uh canadian whiskey to bourbon uh that this is what this is what uh irish whiskey is to scotch yeah like i, I didn't really understand kind of where uh irish whiskey sits in the realm of you know the realm of european whiskeys um, i certainly have experience in bourbons and rice and you were saying earlier that it may be a little bit where some people look down upon the, you know, the Irish whiskey, similar to how, you know, some people look at Canadian whiskeys to the U S. So my main question was, is, does this kind of sit like at a, a below tier to like a lot of Scotch drinkers? Um, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, it, I think so. And, and especially cause Scotch can be so nuanced and complex. Like you're talking about different regions that have really different prominent flavors and, uh, and notes like you got uh, this the really smoky peaty stuff up in uh, up in isla or is it islay uh, so yeah th there's a lot of different variety you get some of the smoother fruitier stuff in, in other regions of of scotland like, like uh, spaceside ireland because so much of it is derived originally or at least more recently from the same distilleries so we'll get into where jameson is from is from from irish distillers and that includes uh, one of the ones we're going to drink in a little bit includes Powers, includes Middleton. So some of these big hitters in Ireland, a lot of them kind of come from the same place. So Ben, it doesn't really deviate at all like that much. It's starting to as they're getting more aged and in, in, in Ireland distilleries are growing more in the last 20 years or so. But it's still kind of baby steps there a little bit for it being nuanced and, and complex and different. So we're not going through our full rating with this. I'm I'm enjoying this. I don't think it's bad. It, you asked if somebody offered this in a bar. I mean, I, I'm probably not turning down very many things in, in most <laughs> bars. So, I mean, so yes, I, I certainly would. Uh, but I might sip on it. As, I mean, like now somebody orders a round of shots of Jameson. Like I'm not going to be the guy who's like sipping on it like a nerd. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, I would certainly take the take the shot or take the pour, you know, whatever was offered. Um, I think the last shot that I did was Jameson. Just... I don't do a lot of shots, so it's kind of, it's not like this was recent, but um, that's been kind of my experience with it. So we're not going through the full rating thing, but if you, if you just had it like off the top of your head, out of 10, cheap bottle, how, you know, just kind of comparing it to what we've had, Buffalo Trace, um, Wild Turkey 101 and Russell's Reserve, how do you compare it to those things? Like what number, 
we didn't go through the rating scale, so it's not very fair, but like what number do you just automatically assign it to off the top of your head, Ben and uh, Brendan and then Ben? Uh, I think if we're including value, like how we do with the bourbon rating scale, I think it's a five to six, like it's an average value, if not above average for again, TJ, hold up the bottle that you have, if you will, please real quick, uh, make a noise. So people yeah, can nine see bucks it. here. I mean, nine bucks for, for that, like $30 for this monster. Uh, the value of it's pretty good. It's a drinkable, solid whiskey. Uh, not going to blow your socks off, but it, but it's drinkable when you're talking about that price point. Like that, that's okay. Ben, what do you um, think? yeah. So I would probably be a little bit lower than than Brendan here um, for something that's entry level and achievable. I understand that there's kind of some value there, but it's not. If I'm going to do something that's outside of my typical preference, then I at least want to have something that has a lot of character to it. So I can kind of see what the distillers are trying to at least go for. So I'd probably be in the four and a half, four to four and a half range. Just, I would say it's sub average, but like, if it's just, like I said, it's more out of my, uh, my typical profile. Yeah. To me, it's got a lot of value. If you are looking for that change of pace, your change of pace is like Ben said for me and Ben, and maybe even Brendan, it's going to be something that's either in this category, but maybe up a step or two, uh, or it's going to be something completely different altogether. Maybe it's a Canadian, maybe it's, you know, a scotch. I, I don't know, you know, so um, I'd probably be low on the nose, got good flavor, low on, um, on the finish, middle of the road on consistency and complexity. It is consistent. It's not complex. So I'd probably be at like a four, and then with value, probably get to around a five or six. So I think we're all kind of in that same range. Ben's maybe a four, four and a half. Brendan's maybe pushing between a five and a six. And I'm kind of there with Brendan on that higher side too. It is a, it's a different change of pace. Like it's somebody that like wants to branch out. Maybe this is a good, like Ben mentioned, maybe this is a good branch for somebody to get into scotch. Maybe that's like mine and Ben's way to break into that. I don't know. Uh, right, this but, is a beginner, a be like if you were recommending beginner stuff for someone, this would probably because it's not offensive to you, TJ, right? Like it's it, not it, bad. No, it's okay. just very middle of the road. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, it's not as good as Wild Turkey. Like I'm not I'm not enjoying it as much as I enjoyed Wild Turkey, but uh, but I but it is good. Uh, or I mean, it, but it is average. It's not bad by any means. Um, yeah, I think when you get in when we get into our bad stuff, I feel like it's really gonna fall off. I don't think we'll have a lot of threes. I mean, maybe we will. I think stuff will really fall off to where it's, you know, when it's average, we're going to come out with like a four-ish. Uh, when it's bad, we're going to be like at a one. Like, ah, the nose was good and everything else stunk. So, um, Brendan, we're about to get to something better, though. Tell us what else we're drinking tonight. Let's really rate this one, and then we'll get out of here and let these people enjoy their uh, green beer and picklebacks. Green beer, and, right, so. green beer and picklebacks might be the title, though, now that I just said that. Title, that is, baby. That is a good title. Not better than Gobble Gobble, but still a good one. All right. So I, I went out to get uh, Irish whiskey for myself, but also to share with you guys for this. And I originally went out to go get, so Redbreast 12 is considered uh, one. So one thing to know about it, it is from Irish Distillers, which also houses Jameson. And, and some of the other ones I mentioned, Power. So some pretty like prominent Irish brands that people who are kind of into the whiskey game are gonna uh, are gonna know. Uh, Redbreast Twelve is considered like a really just it's an amped up version of Jameson. 
Uh, so, so that's one I've, I've liked. I've had two different bottles of it before, but I always wanted to go ahead and get the cast strength one. Uh, so I think, I think that, yeah, and I figured that would speak to you guys a little bit more, but yes. normally red, red breast 12 is at about, I think 43%. So maybe 46%, but nothing to write home about. This is at 57.6%, 115.2 proof age 12 years. Uh, I was going to have to get you the American release initially of uh, the small batch cast strength that they've recently put out. Uh, it's about $20 more than the bottle I got, but a little birdie told me, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, that the cast strength may be, the 12-year cast strength, the age statement one, may be discontinued pretty soon here in the United States, uh, and hence why they're maybe going to that limited edition small batch. It may end up not being a limited edition sometime soon. So before it went out of style, before I never got a chance to try it, it was on my list of whiskeys to try this year. I got the 12-year. I also got myself the Lestal, which is a, a sherry cast finished one. I got into this one last week and it was delightful. I wish I had sent it to you guys. I did it. So 12 year one, uh, it is going to be uh, Irish whiskey, but just turned up to 11 or 12. So I figured that's a good place for us to start guys. Let's roll. What are you getting on the nose here, Ben? You into it yet? Yeah, this uh, on the nose is way more appealing to me. I can get a lot of spice. Yeah, I just, it feels a little bit more dense, cohesive. This one's way already already way better. Brendan, the and, and this is going to have I believe some bourbon and some sherry, but it's not going to be quite as pronounced as the Lestal one. So you might guys get, be getting some of that sherry because I get one very quickly on the nose, uh, oakiness, which I did not get at Jameson at all. So that must be the bourbon finish and just it being cast strength and aged longer than Jameson too for this to be twelve years. So I get some of that, but I get this fruitiness. Um, and, and my mind's telling me like it's chocolatey fruity. I want to say like chocolate covered raisins, like raisinets is kind of where my brain is going oh, with it. It's, it's, it's get nice. A little, get a little cherry now that you're okay. saying that, like a chocolate covered mm -hmm. cherry. Yep. Um, it's prettier. I know that if you're listening to this only, you can't see, but it, it's a darker, prettier mm -hmm. uh, drink as well. If you're watching, you kind of see me fumbling around with both drinks, trying to spill it on my Mac. But um, yeah. Definitely a more pleasant nose, definitely more enjoyable there. But I'm getting some of that cherry, definitely the oak. It's closer to a bourbon on the nose than uh, than the Jameson was by far. All right, I haven't tasted it yet, but I've been watching you guys drink it. Let's go to the taste. Way better here for me uh, immediately. I almost get like a Tootsie Roll when I'm like on like the, immediate, the immediate taste. Oh, I can see... That, but you said Tootsie Roll, Ben, in my mind went to, uh, what's like the counterpart to Tootsie Rolls, the purple grapey ones, uh, they're, they're like the, the knockoff Tootsie Rolls, so I got like a little, like, a, I guess it's a, maybe it must be the sherry cask again, like this fruitiness in addition to this milk chocolate, I, that milk chocolate from the nose for sure, maybe that's where you're getting with Tootsie Rolls, dude, uh, I get both of those, I get the sherry side and the chocolate side very strongly on the first sip. Yeah, I can definitely get the, uh, the cherry. Yeah, the, the chocolate is there, and then I get that sweetness for sure. There's a little funk in there, right? I assume that's the Irish coming through. Um, oh, I one, thing, to... one thing for Irish stuff to let you guys know, I forgot to say this earlier, so a lot of it's usually like a grain mix. Uh, I did say that with the certainly with the Jameson, uh, but for something like this, this is a, a single pot still. 
uh, so they use a pot still to, to distill a majority of the, the high brand uh, Irish ones. So that kind of gives it the smoothness. I know we'll talk about pot still with bourbon uh, next week. So, yeah. So I'm getting, like Ben said, hold on, let me take another sip. Unmalted and malted barley. So that could be it too, TJ, what you're getting with this like weird, bready, funky quality. Yeah, which I which I don't dislike. It's just a little bit, um, just a little bit different on it, but it's good. But it is really really good. I like the cherry. I like the chocolate that that comes through on it. Uh, how does it linger? How does it finish for you, Ben? Great. This is probably one of the probably one of the better ones that we reviewed on a on a finish, and that just could be the higher proof, so it sits a little harder. Um, a little bit longer with you. I really want to put this up against uh, Maker's Cask because it's a weeded, it's a weeded cask drink bourbon, and I usually get a lot of chocolate and uh, wheat notes off that. And I think this should be an interesting compare and contrast. So I'm definitely enjoying this one. Brendan, how's it finish? The chocolate note bends right on again. That milk chocolate comes out very pronounced. It's awesome. Uh, the finish is great. This is. Uh, the one compared coming off the Jameson from something that was 80 proof to something that that's 112 or so proof uh, night and day, but it, it is extremely complex to finish. It lingers with you. The Lestal one I tried recently too also had an amazing finish, not anywhere near the same proof, but super complex. So Redbreast is doing a really great job with, uh, with these finishes. Um, I get the black peppery that maybe from the, from the alcohol uh, on this one, but there's a nice spice to it in addition to the chocolate. Also like the tropical fruit showing up finally here a little bit. I thought it'd be a little bit more as my first time trying it, um, but I get like a, like a pineapple cakiness to it as well. It's really good. It's really good. What about you, TJ? How you, uh, how's it sitting for you? So we had apple pie in a glass with the, uh, with Buffalo Trace. Now you've got pineapple upside down cake in a glass with the pineapple and the, the bready and the cherry and, I guess you just drizzled some Hershey syrup on top of it with the chocolate. So I don't, that kind of weirds it up a little bit, but uh, it sounds delicious. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd take that chocolate on top of a cake. So yeah, no, I like the finish way more than the Jameson. I mean, the difference in price, it's not really a shocking thing that we like the, the red breast 12 cask better than, you know, a $9 bottle at, <laughs> at your local liquor store. So I don't think we're breaking any ground there, but yeah, the finish lingers a little bit more. It fights a little bit more like, which I know that Ben likes. So definitely better. And, uh, I'm starting to get some of those, some of those tropical notes as well. The, the cherry and the chocolate are what I think what is most pronounced. And then it's got a lot of that funk, but you get some of those other things kind of on the finish. So, all right, we said we would rate this. Um, let's get our rating up and going. Uh, we'll go nose first. Brendan, start us off. All right. Uh, the nose I'm going to go with I'm going between a one and a 1.5 on it. Uh, I'll go one. I wish we could do 1.25. I'll go one. It's, it's an average nose, maybe slightly above average. It's not amazing, but, but it is very solid. Ben. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Brendan's got it right here. Um, one. I am right in there with you guys. I got a one on this one. Taste Ben, you go first on this one. Taste is good. Um, taste would be out of four. And I'm going to go, uh, it can't be, I'd say two and a half. Let's go two and a half. Brennan? I'm going back and forth between two and a half and three on it. 
and I rounded down with one. Uh, I'm going to round up, and especially as this opens up, I'm going to go to three on this one for the taste. Uh, some of the citrusy notes are starting to open up now, uh, more of those uh, baking spices as well. So it's getting a little more complex, a little more interesting as, as it has time to breathe here. So three. Yeah, I like your three call. I, I think I'm close to there too. I think I'd probably go 275. Um, we'll eventually put quarter points in. Maybe this would have been the episode to do that. But uh, I got three as well. This is a really pleasant um, taste. Uh, I think I'd give anything that was average, like a two. So this is definitely above average. So I'm, I'm bumping it up and I'll even say that it's good. So I'm, I think that, uh, I think that makes three work. Um, I'll keep going with the finish. I think the finish is really good. I, I'm going to go with and give it the full one point on the finish. Ben, am I right or wrong there? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'm not sure what the price on this bottle is, but it's hard to argue that this isn't going toe to toe with anything that we have, that we've reviewed so far. So yeah, it's it to me. It's the best finish we've had to date. Uh, when I tell you guys the price, it'll probably make a little bit more sense. But it, uh, price well, notwithstanding, no. it is well, a no. pretty damn great nose. Uh, fairly close to elite, like as far as the nose, or the sorry, the finish. Uh, it's it's excellent. Finish is great. First time we've ever given something all three ones across the board in um, any category, right? In in anything that we could. Uh, first time we've ever rated something um, perfect in a category, except for a review that's coming out tomorrow. And you'll find out what that is if you are subscribed to our YouTube, iTunes, or whatever. Um, what for one, drop. For, Good job. For one individual category, not an entire, but like for either nose, taste, finish, we did give something we agreed completely and gave it the full rating. This is also the very first time that myself or Ben have ever given something a one on the finish. Uh, Brendan gave Russell's a one on the finish, which he said he would like to retract um, the next week. But nope. ben, and I, ben and I have never given something a full one. So this finish truly is special. Uh, complexity and cohesiveness. Uh, we'll go with Brendan first this time. I'm going to do it, guys. One, it is complex. It is cohesive. The nose tells you you're going to get something sweet, a little spicy, uh, both fruit and chocolatey. That goes all the way through, but it branches out throughout both the... Uh, the palette and the finish. Uh, yeah. One. Ben. Dang it, man. This is, this is good. If this is more, if this is more than a $70 bottle, we're going to have a, an issue on value, but I really am enjoying this. So um, yeah, let's go one. One seems right. I have a rule about this category where if it is cohesive, it gets half a point. If it is complex, it gets half a point. I have no problem giving a one here. It's, to me, it is not a subjective category. It is yes or no, yes or no. One point for me as well. Bringing our totals to this is the highest we've ever been once we've gotten here as well. It's also the most expensive bottle that we've ever reviewed. You don't know uh, that. For you guys, it was nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, no, man. I don't know. Our, our value was fantastic. Um, uh, bringing our totals to six out of eight for myself and Brendan and 5.5 out of eight for Ben. Brendan, Ooh. drop the hammer on us. What does this bad boy cost? Also, also, how available is it? Because we did hold that against Buffalo Trace when when we uh, when we reviewed it. So don't give us sale price. Well, it I has want not, MSRP. It has not been discontinued yet. Uh, so right now, it's still fairly readily available. I can go into Publix and get it. I can go into a couple of my local liquor stores and get it. The price, however, uh, it varies. A, pretty extraordinarily uh, i've seen it between 75 dollars and 85 i think it's 87 dollars mm. 
I paid $85, but they gave me a St. Patty's Day discount for buying this one, $4 off each of them at Market Square Liquors in Tallahassee. So if you guys want to sponsor 80, us, we're happy to field any DMs. All right, go ahead. Sorry. It's going to be the first time uh, they've sponsored a podcast of mine. But uh, yeah, I'm so happy to, to shout them out. Um, so let's just say 80, $85 is probably where you're going to find it at. So for me, value, definitely definitely below one uh i'm so i'm going between a zero and 0.5 i think i'm going to go zero on value at 85 dollars uh, as much as it breaks my heart it's a really great whiskey i can't go 0.5 though on it ben considering, mm. considering brendan's price not the fact that you got it for free right <laughs> i said about a minute and a half ago for more than 70 dollars here that we're going to run it into an issue on value and i think that has to stand there are a vast majority of great bourbons uh at that 80 to 90 dollar price point um and i don't know if this hangs with those so i think brendan has it correctly at zero well i'm gonna play heel tonight um we talked about (laughs) (laughs) not quite um I think that for fitting our category of bourbon on a budget or whiskey on a budget, um, it, it doesn't necessarily fall into that budget category, but I still think that there is value to this bottle. I think that um, if you are looking for a change of pace, if you are looking for something different, I have spent the price of this bottle on uh, quite a few things um, in my collection. Uh, I'm like, I'm just looking right now. I'm trying to think like, six to seven bottles. So I've spent this not often, but I've spent this consistently, you know, maybe it's like a once a month thing for me, but it's once every other month. And I think that this drink gets pretty close to how good those things are. So I'm okay with this value. You know, you, you get what you're paying for. Is it a great budget? No. If you're trying to drink for that range that we originally talked about on the first episode, you're not going to be able to do that with this. But I do think that at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. And I think there is value in this. And so I'm going to give it a one. I'm going to give it a one and say that you're, you're getting a, you're getting a really, really good whiskey for this we the argument not, is not good the so, argument is not good everyone TJ, knows it's good it's so good tj's so, math on this if, if i'm not mistaken it's going to bring him to a seven which looking at the bourbon big port here a uh, spoiler for wild turkey that's coming out tomorrow uh but still you know rate review subscribe watch it you're saying it's as good of a value as russell's or uh or wild turkey 101 at that price so i had russell's higher okay personally so I did have Russell's at a better, I had Russell's at a 7.5, but I had Russell's value at twice this. So Russell's value to me was twice this. Wild Turkey's value to me was twice this. So value by itself, those blow this out of the water, but all other things considered, mm-hmm. I think we go with this. Russell's, we said, you're going to find at about $35. This you're going to find at a little over double that, right? 80 um, you're getting a better quality whiskey, but you're paying for it. And that's why the value comes down half a point. If this was like 90 or a hundred, it'd probably be a half or a zero, but 
I do think there's value there. If you want something a little nicer, if you want something a little better than your just average Jameson, go buy this. Now, again, it's going to be expensive, but there's value there in it, in my opinion. So I don't know. And, and if you like, say you try Jameson or like Bushmills and you like the Irish profile of that, that shortbreadiness, uh, maybe try red breast 12, not the cast strength, but the red breast 12. Cause that just takes it up to a little bit more age and complexity. And if you like that, then I would say, look at either a 12 year cast strength. If you like a higher proof, uh, whiskey or the Lestat with the sherry cask is really, really good too. I, I think I've been going between those two as well. I like maybe the Lestat one a little bit more for my preferences and some of the, the things I like. I also like scotch and sherry cask finishes in general as well. Um, Ben, have you gone back to the Jameson since drinking this by any chance? I think I may want to try that real quick, or is that going to be oh a mistake God, for me? Terrible. It was a mistake. It was a nightmare. Don't All right, go we're going to do it. Here, no, here we go. Here's no. the Jameson. Mm. Yeah, I just did my nose. Actually, is it? How was it? Bad? Or you're making it a just face? didn't taste like anything. It just I didn't get. It wasn't bad. It just was like, oh, well, that was no, it's bad. The Jameson nose actually, like, I feel like holds up fairly well, uh, considering um, that it's. You know, about 20 percentage points lower. Oh, let's see the taste. I'm going back to the red breast to get that Jameson. Oh, it's water. You're right. It's basically water at that point. It's like Diet Coke. It's got that weird aftertaste, that funky Irishy aspartame aftertaste. Now back to the now back to the castle strength. So, yeah. Oh, oh, so yeah, it's even I'm, better. Oh. Yeah, it's great. I was gonna. I was gonna change to a point five because I thought. Oh, you, don't do that. No, can't do it. Don't do I, that. Hey, I, no retractions. No, no retractions. I said I was going to, but I, you guys aren't moving me off this rock. I think it's, it's about double. It's a little more than double the price, so it's half the value because there's value there. So. You know what, TJ? You convinced me. Can I move mine to point five? Sure. I think this is worth an eighty. If I want to spend something a little bit more than usual on a special bottle, uh, this is about what I think an eighty to ninety dollar bottle would be. Um, and also for like our, our metric system, while you guys are doing the math, like five points is an average value. When we say five, that's like about an average value. It means you could take it or leave it. If it's on a shelf, you could buy it. It's not going to be a bad value. It doesn't mean it's extraordinary. Six means it's solid. Seven means it's a pretty good value at that point. That's why we have the Russells up there. Uh, once you start getting into the eight and nine range overall, like then we're talking about something pretty damn special. So if this is all going to be like between the six and seven range for us, like, yeah, this is an above average value for what I paid for it. I would bet, I'll put it this way. I would buy it again at $85 when this runs out if I felt so inclined to go into an Irish whiskey. So I, I think Brendan and I's answer is going to be yes on this. Ben, are you telling people not to buy this? Like it's not worth it? No, no, that's certainly not. I, the I, I, idea I, didn't, I wasn't of trying. Value. I wasn't trying. No, 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 no. script on him. I no, wasn't trying. No yes. I was just asking because I knew Brendan and I were going to say yeah because he just answered yes and I gave yeah. it a one. Just because I give it a zero out of two on value does not mean the bottle has zero value. It has value to someone. Certainly, they're they're selling these bottles at eighty dollars. But man, I'm walking into a store and spending considerably less on a a bourbon that I think will will beat that banging out of the water, right? Half price. Uh, Rare Breed at 116.8 proof at $45. That'll destroy that. That on a value is an easy, you know, we'll get to that, you know, in a a future episode. But I'm thinking to myself that at $80, you're you're fighting with the big, in the big leagues and we're into Irish whiskey. 
probably not what I'm going to be buying. I'm not saying there's the bottle has no value because certainly selling it, but not a lot of value. I'm not going to go and buy it. That's all. What's going to be tough about this is giving things ratings in independent of themselves because it's going to be impossible for us to not think about other things while we do that. If we could totally remove all biases and, you know, Ben's literally bought something out of the Pappy Van Winkle line for $55. So, yeah, of course, value is always going to be kind of in your mind, in the back of your mind, it's always going to be kind of jumping around and stuff. So if we could remove those biases and you just said like, okay, the rating you gave this whiskey, you gave it a whatever out of eight, would you buy this? Yes or no? Kind of not considering other things. I think that that, I think if that was the case, we would rate things a little bit differently, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I might buy this. I might go buy it just to make myself feel better about the one that I gave it. <laughs> uh, Publix might get some money from me or ABC. So I can get the points. We talked about that on a, a recent episode. Um, but I thought this was good. I thought it was a good, it was much better than the uh, Jameson. I'm glad we, I'm dropping my Jameson score to three. Like I'm going back to that. Three. Uh, ben also brought up another point and we'll get out of here in just a second, but Ben brought up another point. It's going to be pretty tough to find things that are in that nine range ever, you know, because of allocation is going to drop value. Rarity is going to drop value. Like there are things that I know that I would give, for example, a four out of four on taste, but you just can't find them, you know? So it's going to drop somewhere. So I think anything that gets above an eight is going to be truly special and elite on this show. And that's kind of our next goal, right? Is to find something that's budget that we can get over an eight. Um, so stay tuned for next week and see if we can get something over that, uh, over that hump. Ben rates everything hard. So that's going to be his, his shtick. I rate it fairly. And I rate everything um, heavy. So Brennan's kind of the mediator. And my rating is perfect. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, you guys have anything else? Before? You guys have anything exciting going on tonight for uh, St. Patrick's Day? I mean, drinking with you guys is about as much fun as I'm going to have in my 30s. Yeah, I forgot how old you were. Ben, uh, anything uh, for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, One yeah. year older than you guys. That doesn't... Did you live through 2020? Do you know how long a year can be? Like uh, that's... I've gotten so great. Like, I got like chest hair that's gray now because of this nose uh, hairs it's just it's 2020 what a year cheers yeah cheers ben you got anything before we go nope that's a great way to end an episode <laughs> doom and gloom oh, yeah world's ending we're all dying <laughs> fortunately there's another one of these coming out tomorrow which will be a review of wild turkey 101 we're super excited for that if you didn't listen to the gobble gobble episode to hear brendan's turkey noises several times throughout the show you should go do that Follow us on social media. We appreciate the fan engagement. Hey, if if we're not tweeting anything, if you drink something, tag us in it. We'll retweet you. We're we're retweet retweet whores. Like we'll retweet you. We'll share your stuff to our story. Like tag us on Instagram. Tag us on Facebook. Tag us on Twitter. We'll share your stuff. We'll put in our group messages that we're in, and we'll get you some new followers and likes and everything else. Because I know you guys are whores for that stuff too. So interact with us on social media. We'd love it. We'd love a rating on iTunes. We'd love you to subscribe on YouTube. I am out of breath and out of plugs. You guys have a great night. Happy St. Patrick's Day.